Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. Second Take Variety Hour is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour, the only show on the internet recorded entirely within my kitchen. I think as far as you know. As far as I'm aware, that's, yep, true. Hi, I'm Sebastian. It's not though, because we do the the normal show as well. The Second the, Take in general, yeah, like but kitchen hour. Right? I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. A lot of my facts are wrong on this show. <laughs> in in all my life, I think I've done less than an hour's worth of study. And I'm Alex. That's a lie. That can't be true. You've graduated and you're back at uni again, aren't you? <laughs> and I'm not going to uni and I'm Jordan. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Nice. Um, so we got sort of a sort of a, a big one today. What a mixed bag. Yeah. So we are reviewing- What a variety. Yeah. I don't think we're going to hit the hour though. Oh God. We'll see. Um, Just you hold on to your hat. <laughs> Should I put a hat on first? Sure. Okay. I'm not going to do that. There. Oh, that's a beanie. Is a beanie, I guess, a kind of hat? Mm, beanies are hats. Okay. It's, it's headwear. It's on. It's, <laughs> it's on top of my headset. So I just like I have a giant head, I think. <laughs> you look like the alien from yeah. American Dad. Wearing a beanie. <laughs> well, I guess that's coming right <laughs> off then. Thanks for that. Um, Tiny bit. Well, we are reviewing Howl's Moving Castle. It was meant to be a proper Monday release, but we shifted some things around because every Ghibli film ever is eventually coming out on Netflix here in Australia. So we're just going to cover them all, I guess, periodically. We thought all, all of them are um, launching at once. We're like four or five hit. So yeah, I, I went out. to watch it today because I was very, very you know good with my time and prepared for this. <laughs> and uh, turns out this one was not on Netflix and I left myself so little time that I had... No time to find it and locate it otherwise and watch it. So I guess Alex and I will be um, captaining that part. Yeah. yeah. But that's fine. We've also got general variety hour shit to throw in as well. I yeah, say we shit, know. I mean quality content. Gosh. So, uh, welcome to House Moving Castle. My opening quote for that one, Alex, is, what? Uh, you're a wizard. No, I am. That's what I remember of Hal. Okay. <laughs> Do you have your own quote? Mine's, all right, Calcifer. Let's get cooking. That, that sounded that sounded like a fake quote. Mine is, <laughs> uh, oh <laughs> boy, this castle is moving. <laughs> sure is. See, seamless. We nailed it. You we all watched it. You didn't even have to tell them at the intro that you hadn't seen it. I would have just, yeah, thought that. Um, Man, I could have covered. So 
It's pretty good. I mean, we'll do. A, I'll do a brief one. I'm not going to go into a full breakdown of the film. It looks good. It sounds good. Um, my wife is still somehow in love with Hal, even though she's no longer a teenage girl. That's confusing. Hey, I'm still in love with Hal. He's I'm not a teenage girl anymore. He's fine. I didn't find him that charming. Everyone's like, oh, he's so fucking great. I'm like, he's nice. But he's also a big bird boy. And yeah. they know anything about fucking birds. Big bird. I don't like birds. I don't like bird men. I don't like bird ladies. And I don't like birds. Why not? I don't like their wings. Surprisingly, <laughs> their pointed beaks and their squawking is fine. I get it. You're yeah. angry. You're upset. You're a bird. Yeah, whatever. The flapping, though, unacceptable. I can't deal with it. Where are they going to go? Am I going to flap left, right? I can't tell. I don't know. It makes me anxious and it seems random. And I think an animal should be less random. That's. Moving on. Birds. <laughs> but he's a bird person and he it's not is. great. And he's like, oh, if I become a bird person too many times, I'll be stuck as one. And like, that's a good reason to not stop that you've outlined for yourself. Does he stop? Well, no. Because he's also an idiot. But <laughs> Shooting myself in the head will cause death. But you know what I'm thinking today? Shoot myself in the head. And tomorrow, spa day. <laughs> okay. You see how there's a problem with that, that train of thought there, Alex? Yeah, I That's do. Hal. That's Hal's moving castle. How dare he? Yep. And they kill the castle. They kill the main character of the film. Really? The castle oh. dies. They I've s- got to admit, I missed the last like 15, 20 minutes. Oh, I, um, yeah, it's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I also may have fallen asleep, but like the last four, must be 10 or five, because I remember the castle being destroyed right. on, um, on the girl's journey back to save how this might be possibly our most relaxed review I've ever done. Oh yeah. Because we watched this film three weeks ago. <laughs> Yeah. For the review, which didn't happen. And then halfway through watching it, I got a text message saying, hey, we can't do that film today because of reason. Yep. I was like, okay, got to turn it off. I'll watch it closer to the time. And didn't. Didn't, yep. <laughs> so, um, Hal is a magician. Oh, what's the name of the, main, um, the girl? Oh, is he a wizard? He probably is a wizard. Is a witch? Is he a witch? Is he a warlock? Is he a doorknob? Is anyone going to chime in with any... Yeah, lion, a witch, or a wardrobe? He is definitely a wardrobe. Yeah. When unconfident woman Fire is cursed, queen. breaking... Blah, blah, blah. I just want to see the definition of how. Fire queen. Fire queen. A wizard. Did you say wizard? Yes. Okay, well, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but is he a walking castle? No. No, but his walking castle is. He definitely has one of those. Um, what's the name of the main? Sophie. That's right. So Or old Sophie, if you're looking at quotes. Correct. <laughs> so the premise is effectively, so the main character Sophie is cursed by a witch um, to turn to very old. She's also cursed that she can't explain that she's been cursed. So she's just an old woman who can't explain to people that she's actually like 10 or not 10, like 15 or whatever it is. Um, so she hitches up with Hal in, the move, in, the, in his moving castle um, to see if he's able to assist her with this, but she also can't tell her that she needs assistance and she just kind of becomes their living nanny for Hal and his... Cleaner. Young apprentice. The cleaner. Yes. Slash cook lady. Nanny. I'd say. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she's not really watching the young boy, really. Because he's like, he's a working boy. Yeah. He has he a can, beard. Yeah. Which I think is a, that's, a, that's a cool effect when he puts the beard on and off. The apprentice. Yes. So the empire that they're part of goes to war against some unseen force. And effectively the story is how being like, I'm meant to help the empire because I did sign this oath saying that I would protect, I would help them in any battles. 
but also this war is pointless and I don't really want to fight in it. And I'm also a terrible coward <laughs> all yeah. the time, which is also fair. And it's kind of about him trying to skirt his responsibilities as a wizard within the kingdom while also not because he doesn't want to like get cursed. And his train, his old trainer, who's like a super powerful witch, um, is the one that's kind of leading the empire and is there to get him to assist through force. And yeah. all throughout the story, Sophie, you know, is gradually, it's a cool effect. She's gradually getting younger the entire time through the story. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of really subtly done, scene to scene to scene to scene. So if you look at Sophie, you know, the first 10 minutes of being an old woman to like the last hour in the last hour of the film, she looks vastly different, but yeah. you never get a huge bam transformation moment. It is always just like she wakes up the next day and maybe her hair is slightly shorter or something, or there's like, instead of being 20 wrinkles in her face, there's 15 or something. Like they just slowly play back yeah. on it. So it's, it's quite nicely done. Um, so yeah, it's I think she kind of falls in love with Hal and wants to help him, but it's weird because she's both younger and older than him at the same time and that you don't you don't average those things no. she's just the wrong age i think it's safe to say yeah um yeah and how goes to war and i think everything's kind of uh wraps up nicely at the end he becomes yep. a bird person but then he's not a bird person you know how yeah the movie I, it was fun. I liked Would it. you watch it again yes and i think i do need to watch it again especially talking about it three weeks removed yeah um i'm gonna watch it again as soon as it gets on netflix yeah, which it is coming. They've announced them all. I just I said, said we must have read it wrong. Maybe they said starting you know twenty first of January or the hell it was. They will start hitting Netflix or some shit as opposed yeah. to they all hit then. Yeah, because um, it's like Pocarosso, um, Kiki's Delivery Service, which we're talking about next week. Um, oh, what else was there? Oh, Spirited Away is there, mm. and Totoro. I think I, I did see a fifth one. It was yeah. like a dragon one or something. Yeah. I don't know what it was called. There's um, there's one on there that's like very similarly named, and I thought it was like, oh, maybe they've just like it's like an English title or something, and they've changed it for a re-release. It was like, uh, it's something to do with a castle. But oh, it's not this one. That may be in the dragon one that I looked at. I looked at like the little synopsis is like there's a dragon and it's like a castle the in the sky or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So there'll be a fair few that we'll get through. Some that I've just I have no reference points for as well. Like that castle yeah. one, I have no fucking clue. But. I think from the ones that we have covered, Castle in the Sky. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. Tales from Earth Sea. Boo! That's the one with, that's the one with Flash is yellow. Um, <laughs> Can't have that. Gross. Um, so we've done Spirited Away, which I think is pretty high up there for me. Princess Mononoke stays number one for the ones that we've seen. Yeah, that was really good. But yeah, Mononoke, Spirited Away. I'm good. It's tough though between Howls and Totoro. I think Totoro slips in there for me. See, for me, Howl's is like, it like it doesn't make a whole bunch of sense. Like it does, but half the stuff doesn't need to happen yeah. for the story. So it's like, it's really pretty and like it's fun, but mm. it doesn't need to happen. It felt like a bad Doctor Who episode to me in that shit's just happening and the writers don't want to even remotely explain it. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay, so nothing matters. <laughs> just as a week clear, there's no stakes. Yeah, um, yeah which why visually it's, I think it's better than Totoro, but story-wise and character-wise, I think Totoro was a much yeah. more consistent story. Even yeah. if it did have crazy wide-eyed motherfuckers spinning around holding an umbrella. Like that, Totoro had a lot more moments. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck is going on? But- they were all, they didn't mean anything. Whereas yeah. this film did the same thing, but there were meaningful moments yeah. which took away. I don't know. 
It's still good though. Yeah, like it's not. Yeah, I'm not trying to shit on it, but just having to compare it to the other great works in the fran- in the series. Mm. Sorry, in the um groups franchise series. What do you want to call it? The studio's history. It's just not standing, you know, toe to toe with a lot of these ones. Not standing toe to toe with Totoro. There we go. Totoro. Oh God. All right. So get spirited <laughs> away from me. <laughs> so what else did you guys look at in this last week that you want to talk about? I watched a movie called Alita Battle. Oh, Angel. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How'd you feel? Um. Well, at the start, I was like, "This is going to be pretty cool." Like, I like the idea of this. And then halfway through, I was like, "It's like they meant to make a TV series, mm. and they made a movie." Yeah. And then by the end of it, I was like, "You didn't end the film. You just <laughs> stopped making the film." <laughs> That's that's about so, as yeah. I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> so I I remember seeing ads for this and getting like really psyched. And then I think we had an opportunity that we could have gone to a premiere for it, but we missed it. Yeah, I was at work, and then I'm, I don't think we followed up because I think you and Andrew had the chance to go, but yeah. we didn't. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad. <laughs> <laughs> you may have liked it more of the movies. I hear it's quite visually quite. Cool. Oh, like yeah. It, yeah, it was pretty. It was nice. Like, don't get me wrong. Like the mix between that. Um, like CGI and real people was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a microaggression. You gotta be careful there, Doris. <laughs> real people? Yeah. What do you mean? They're all real. What are you talking about? Real people. Well, see the robots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, we're losing the word micro from this. <laughs> robots. <laughs> this film. Okay. So online, people did not love. Not everyone. I'm not going to generalize. Oh, there's a corner of the internet that loves this thing. Oh, that's what I'm saying. They're the same corner that hated Captain Marvel. And these kind of came out at the same time or thereabouts. And I remember certain websites just being absolutely fucking toxic of people upping this film and having a go. Because um, of what Brie Larson had said during all the press coverage for Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, it was the same group of people that was super offended by the idea that she didn't make a movie for white males. Um, and it was, yeah certain corners of the internet just became unlivable <laughs> yeah. because of these two films coming out at the same time. They loved this film though, but I wonder How if they loved this. dare there be two films coming out at the same time with women in the lead? Yep. Unbelievable. Got to pick a side, right? You can't just like two things or hate two things. Um, You're not allowed to just enjoy a movie. Oh God, too easy, wouldn't it? I would love if we came on every week and said, yeah, it's good. Makes our job a bit easier. Yeah. It does. Hey, you guys good to meet for five minutes to record a month's worth of episodes. <laughs> like that. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, that's the fucking dream. My intros literally go longer. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know what happened, watch the movie. Yep. Go see it again. But we yes. think it's pretty good. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. Uh, oh, yeah. Fucking content. All right. So, yeah. That's what I watched, and I I honestly think it would have done so much better as a TV show. Yeah, I from memory, I think you're probably right. It's like there's a lot mm. more that they could have done with it, or like a lot yeah. more that they could have delved into. Yeah. Whereas it did, I think it was like two hours long, but it still felt like kind of rushed yeah. and like you didn't really get all the answers. Yeah, and then there were parts where you were like, this could have just been an episode yeah. of TV like it, nothing like overly serious happens for twenty minutes. Yeah, and then it's like, boom, person dies. And you're like, what? <laughs> so, I mean, there are TV shows out there that I wish were movies. 
and then there are movies that I wish were TV shows, and this yeah. definitely could have just been like a like an eight parter. Yeah, it'd be fine. And like half an hour to forty minutes. I think it is meant to be getting a sequel. I know, like I mean, since it's like come out, like I think it's on Netflix now, right? Uh, I think I, 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 I saw something the other day where like it's popped up on like some kind of streaming service, and it's just like reinvigorated that corner of the internet that does love it to like push trying to get a sequel but oh, I'm pretty sure it was like a box office disaster like it lost a lot of money it was very expensive for the looks of it though right? yeah um, and it's got what's his face from all the Tarantino films yeah um, Christoph Waltz yes I was just jumping on IMDB and having a look at their top 250 films and then specifically just cut out everything that wasn't animated. So 24 of the top 250 films are animated. And we actually weren't too far off from how we put our films when we just ranked the ones that we watched. So top film from the Ghibli films that we have watched was Spiritual Away, number 28. It's also the top animated film on the entire list. Um, the next one from the Ghibli films was Mononoke at 67. Mm-hmm. So I say we're not too far off. Mine have flipped. <laughs> Mine are instantly, <laughs> yeah. instantly incorrect. Um and then the next one up, Howl's Moving Castle actually comes in before Totoro. So yeah. I take back everything I said. We're completely off. They're different. <laughs> I mean, I was pretty close. Yeah, Howl's Moving Castle was 133 and then 137 was my neighbor Totoro. And then down the very bottom of the list, number 250 is Castle in the Sky. Yeah. So, and I can't see any other um, Ghibli films that I recognize at least on this list. So it looks like by the time we do Castle in the Sky, we'll have done debatably they're five most enjoyable films nice. but yeah they're all like these are all like eight you know eight out of tens and above so yeah pretty cool sorry um uncut gems yeah so i watched that last week and i yeah really really enjoyed it i wasn't sure like what to expect because there was like a lot of buzz going into it about like is that god uh, george clooney no adam sandler adam sandler yeah oh. it's on netflix yeah okay it just dropped on there yeah, but like when I watched it, it had just come out. Um, yeah, it's really, really good. I, I quite enjoyed it. I wasn't sure really what to expect from like Adam Sandler doing a dramatic role because like yeah. I haven't really seen that since like, I don't know, like Punch Drunk Love or something. And like obviously all of his recent work has been hot, hot garbage. Yep. <laughs> but no, this is really, really good. Like his performance is so good that like at points I kind of forget that I'm watching Adam Sandler. Like it's just like really, really engaging. Basically the movie is about some, he plays like a, jewelry or like like a gem like diamond dealer he like runs like a really like high end like jewelry store in new york but like his life is just like a shambles like his family is falling apart he's a garbage person he owes like hundreds of thousands of, of dollars to like other people in the gem game huh. and like the whole movie basically just follows him as he's like bought this uh, an uncut gem a like really like expensive fuck off like I guess, like, untouched, like, diamond yeah. um, from some third world loser country. I don't, I don't know. Wherever they gem di- wherever they field diamonds from. Um, so he's bought that and, like, theoretically, if he sells it, it's going to, like, make all his problems go away. Yeah. And if the person who wants to buy it, some, like, basketball player, I can't remember his name. Um, but, yeah, like, every... It's one of those things where, like, you hate him, but you also kind of want him to win. Because, like, right. he's such a bad person, but everywhere along the story that, like, something goes wrong, it's, like, his fault. Like, because of him being, like, just greedy or just, like, a bad person. And it's just super, super engaging. Like, it's one of those movies where, like, especially in, like, the third act, it's just, like, so, like, intense and just, like, 
just gives you anxiety watching it because you're just like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm like on the edge of my seat the whole time. Like it's, I feel like if Adam Sandler was to just keep making movies like this, like he'd be on the right path. Like stop with the like Jack and Jill and just (sighs) keep making cool like drama thrillers. Hell yeah, I'm down. Yeah, it's super, super good. It won um, either yesterday or the day before, I think, at the Independent Spirit Awards. It's got like best director, best editing, and best male lead oh. for Adam Sandler. But um, got completely snubbed at the Oscars, which was kind of funny because there was like tons of like buzz like, oh, maybe Adam Sandler will get a nomination for it. Didn't get it, but he won a nice Independent Spirit Award. And isn't that what really matters? I think yeah. I heard somewhere that he said if this film doesn't get either nominated or win, he's going back to making shit films. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this as like a threat. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, I remember that. He said, um, I think when he like, accepted the award at the Independent Spirit Awards, he was like, it kind of reminds me of in high school when I didn't get nominated for like most attractive, but I won best personality. So he's like, the Independent Spirit Awards are like the best personality award of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's it's really really good. Like it, like I said, it's on Netflix now. I recommend checking it out. It's like easily the best Adam Sandler performance that I've seen, maybe ever. Wow. I'm gonna cover this before Chance Star messages me and tells me I'm an idiot. There were two <laughs> other Ghibli films on the top 250 list. Okay. So Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, which is down to 218, and one that you actually may have heard of, which I didn't realize was a Ghibli film, is Grave of the Fireflies. And that's quite yeah. high up. So oh, that's actually yeah. the second highest uh, just behind Spirited Away. Um, in between Spir- Spirited Away and that, the uh, Lion King sits, if you're getting a range Ooh. for quality there. I think Grave of the Fireflies is really sad. Yeah, it's about World War II um, yeah. in Japan. Um, so there's actually seven of them there, which is actually pretty good considering they've got 21 films or so, 21, 22 films, and seven that I can see are landing apparently, at least in the public view, on the top 250. That's um, pretty good fucking stats. Yeah, not bad at all. Like imagine if one third of your work was critically acclaimed. <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, that's the dream. One day. Someone will claim, oh, we'll, we'll claim anything. Do we count? Wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> I mean, we are critics. That's true. I claim it. It's great. <laughs> Give me more of your thing. Um, <laughs> no, I don't want it. Not here. <laughs> um, is there anything else you guys wanted to cover? Um, I mean, uh, Just All Star by Smash Mouth. Oh, uh, great song. Used well in movies. <laughs> would listen to again. There um, you go. Done. <laughs> yep, that was easy. It's yep. critically acclaimed. Yes. <laughs> uh, in the time that I didn't use watching the movies I was meant to, I started watching Lock and Key, which is like what? a new show on Netflix as well. What's that about? Um, it's based off like a graphic novel. It's um, a locksmith. <laughs> it's a locksmith like, um, played by Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, man, he's back. Sandler yeah. is back. Yeah. So no, it's like um, a family moves into this house um, in like a weird town. I think they're... It's like their family has like always owned. Like it's like a really, really nice big house, but it's full of all these like mysterious keys that unlock something different with like each key. Uh, one, what was the first one? The first one they find like gives you like entry into this like weird kind of world where like another you is there. Um, is one, this in English? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. It's like full, it's like a full like American production. Um, one is like you put it into a keyhole in like the back of your own head and then you can go into your head and kind of like see what's in your mind and like revisit like old memories and stuff. One like lets the kid become essentially like a ghost. Um, But there's like really sinister like undertones to it. Like there's this one woman, she's like 
she shows up in like a well in the backyard of the house. And I think she's some kind of a witch or something. Okay. I only gotten like two episodes into it. So I don't really know all the lore and why all this shit's happening, but it's really cool. Okay. Sweet give that a watch yeah. if you're looking for something. So the whole series is out because it's on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, it dropped all at once. Oh, sweet. Lock and key. Yeah. It's um, directed by Andy Muschietti. Oh, did, like, sweet. The yeah. It movies. So it's like, oh. good. It's got like lots of good like sort of tension, like a little bit of kind of like scary in some parts, I guess, because there's like demons and things of this nature. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's really cool. It's not like overly, it's not like a, ho- I wouldn't call it like a horror series or anything. Okay. But it's, yeah, really, really cool. I'm liking it so far. So I'm, I'll talk about this as a fun little point, but I'm not going into any details on Mike because just what it is. Um, but I've actually been in contact with um, an animator who wants to put together a comic series. And so I've been writing that for the last month now, wow. which is cool. weird um, because I'm having to go from learning script writing to learning, well, comic writing, which sounds like it should be easier. But... Generally, when I'm like writing a script, unless I'm going to be directly involved with any aspect of the filming, you try and like pull back and don't do any sort of directions in there. You just write, you know, what the characters say, what they do. That's it, you know? So unless you're like, unless you have any other role in the production, you just fucking do that. You don't even write how someone says a line, like generally in a script. You don't write angry, sad, nothing. Doesn't fucking matter. The director will tell them that because the director will know what they want to do in that bit. So it's script writing as a whole is very relaxed in that sense this is now gone to the point where he wants me to do each individual panel per page what dialogue will happen what actions will happen just so this person can jump in mm-hmm. and without much thought just know i have to draw this yeah. and i was like oh i would have thought that i just hand you a script and you just <laughs> you just visualize how you would lay it out because you know what you want to draw and how you want to draw it apparently no that takes too much effort it's <laughs> too much time it takes too long so i'm having to now have to write while thinking in a panel form, how I want things to be portrayed. Right. Which isn't just, and there's no set amount of panels. Like you can have like seven panels on each page, one panel, four, doesn't really, whatever you want. And having to now try and work out what will flow best visually in that way, as well as narratively. Yeah. And it's different visuals to how I would normally watch a film in my head while writing it. Right. So that's the struggles of my life right now, trying to, Oh, lucky you. Effectively write and storyboard at the same time. Mm. But yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. It's a bit of a mind fuck for me, but I'm getting there. The story okay. itself is trash. I love it. It's just hot garbage. <laughs> and how many copies do you want, Alex? Oh, uh, seven. You want seven copies of each issue? Yes. Cool. Okay, so we're down for eight issues at the moment. <laughs> so that's... <Yes. laughs> those are good numbers. I'm winning. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I wouldn't expect any updates on that one for a while. As far as I'm aware, it's going to be a good six months before the first issue even is remotely drawn. Oh, drawing is hard. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> it like, um, an issue is 22 pages of draw of um of work plus front and back covers, and generally it's a 24 page issue. But two pages are always dedicated to like ads. You don't not that there'd be ads, mm. but you necessarily wouldn't have stories. So I was told write for 22 pages an issue plus front and back covers. Right. Huh. So yeah. And I'm just like free ball riding. And now I'm going to work out, is it even enough? Is it too much? I don't know. Do I have to cut? Do I have to add? I have no fucking clue. So now I'm having to take, because I, I just wrote a full script and then try and now convert that into what it would look like normally. Nice. It's difficult. <laughs> it's exciting though. You that's can cool. do it. Yeah. So that's me forever. I'm forever. now doing that, I guess. <laughs> this is my life now. Yep. But anything else you guys want to cover before we wrap it up? 
No, no I don't think I got anything else. Sweet. I'm All right. Now holding a mug. Well, let's do some housekeeping. Yeah. Um. Well, I'll do this after. I'll wash it up after. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah. If you could wash that mug, that'd be great. But cool. um, um, if you go to Facebook slash dot com dot com slash dot <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> Facebook dot com. I know fucking charades at <laughs> <are> you. I didn't know. Facebook dot com slash second take podcast. No, second just take. There we go. <laughs> or go to Instagram. He's stealing Jordan, <laughs> so he can't do it. You can have it. No, I was throwing to Jordan. Go to Instagram. Where you can find us at Second Take Podcast. I believe there's some premium content on there now. Why is Instagram at Second Take Podcast, but the Facebook isn't? Perhaps Second Take being two very common words was already a taken user. Yeah. Let me investigate this. Perhaps if I had my time again... We would have not named the show Second Take. We would have called it uh, Balls. Wait, no, that's worse. There, actually, there doesn't appear to be an account podcasts. with Second Take by itself. Guys, I second don't know. Take underscore. We are at least the tenth podcast that has the the film podcast specifically that has the title Second Take. We're the eleventh if you count that one sports podcast. Um, we are the only one still active. Oh. Well, then the rest of them forfeit. When we had started, it was like three or four weeks, really close after we had started, Alex. Yeah. When another second take film review show rocked up on like iTunes, but it was like second as in 2ND. Yeah, I remember this. They have not posted for like two years. Either they they, they saw the media juggernaut that was this podcast (laughs) or they realized it's a super common name. Let's not commit to the bit. (laughs) Either way, hell, we won. We... We squared up. They we, didn't. We ruined the indies. We took away. We took away. <laughs> um, Twitter? If, you, if you're in the future. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Where else did you tweet from? The present? Fuck off. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking look at you, uh, you loser. Find us at, at second take TNC. That's the one. Yeah, it is. If I was to tweet you directly though, Alex, where would I tweet that to? Alex underscore Dozer. And that's Dozer with a Z, isn't it? Or a yeah. Z for our wrong people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jordan? Mine is Jordan MSPP. And I'm at Bastion underscore James. And Andrew is not at the table right now. We have a website, secondtakepodcast.com. Send us an email at secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show financially, we do have a Patreon, just patreon.com slash secondtake. We'll be back on Monday for 007 Quantum of Solace. And then, yeah, probably back on the Wednesday, I'd assume, for, oh yeah, Kiki's Delivery. Deliver, deliver. Kiki's delivery service, not Kinky's delivery service because she's really young. Well, <laughs> Alex, what, what do we say when we finish the show? I love you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.